You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am quite fine. Uh, yourself? I mean, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm at a loss to even explain what's happened in Alabama today. It's been one of those super busy days where I'm like, man, if Coach Saban retired or something, I'm not, I'm not sure I would have heard. Uh, you might have heard it. It probably would have gotten through a text or something, a DM. Oh, yeah. Somebody would have slid into those DMs. You know how people do with you. Um, <laughs> but, Jimmy, let's do talk about the Super Bowl. For this first segment, look, we I think it's – obligatory we have to i mean what are you else are you gonna do um i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say it. i said it uh on the crossover podcast yesterday when i predicted the bucks to win uh kudos to me but <laughs> i cheer for greatness and if eventually patrick mahomes will be great there's no doubt in my mind in fact there were times he did some great things in this game but greatness is personified by Nick Saban and by Tom Brady. And Tom Brady showed us why he's the GOAT of the NFL. And, um, look, he didn't have the best game in NFL history or anything. He just went out there and won another damn Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool for him. It's hard not to pull for Tom in the sense that I know people have their nits to pick here and there. But but it's hard not to pull for him. He's he's the greatest quarterback that's ever been, and and, and he's generally – uh, gracious and a sportsman, and uh, I, I'm a you know I, I don't know that you would say I'm a fan, but but I mean how can you not be? I mean so happy for him. I think you know in terms of let's talk real football here. I think that that game may have been a little bit of an earthquake in terms of this draft, in terms of how football is viewed. Football has changed so much. 2021 football looks nothing like 1981 football. It's a dramatically different sport. And I think, though Tom Brady's greatness is obvious, the real reason the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicked the Chiefs' ass is their offensive line. Their their offensive line was fantastic. Not only did they keep Brady's jersey clean, they gashed open holes for Fournette and, 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 uh, you know, the other back, Aaron Jones, all night. And uh, the Buccaneers' offensive line, in my mind, won the game for them on offense. And they drafted a tackle in the first round last year, Wirfs, who, who proved to be a hell of a player. And uh, I think now it's like, well, everybody – you obviously need a quarterback to win in that league, but you better have an offensive line. And, and, and I almost want to say that the Buccaneers will be the favorite next year going in to win the Super Bowl again – and not because of 44-year-old Tom Brady, but because of that offensive line. It could be, and the league is such a reactionary league. Um, the other thing that I've heard all day long, defense wins championships, defense wins championships. And that's gotten to be a little cliche considering Alabama just put up a 50-burger on Ohio State uh, with a defense that was good, not fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I think that – um, it just depends on the moment. I mean, these cliches are not hard and fast rules. The the more hard and fast rule to me is if one team loses 
two of their key offensive linemen and also has a coach who happens to be the son of the head coach who gets into a DUI accident just before the game, <laughs> you could be in for some trouble. And that's exactly how that's this went down. Um, I'm, again, I'm not, I'm, not, um, I'm not trying to discount what the Buccaneers did, but I think it'd be foolish to say that if the Chiefs had their healthy offensive line intact, then uh, the score would be the same. I think the Bucs would still win it. I'd, I would have predicted the Bucs to win it just because I, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. That's how that goes. Um, Tom Brady – but now here's another thing, Jimmy, that um, I don't know how you feel about this, but, you know, it was just a few weeks ago that the Chiefs beat the absolute dog shit out of Tampa Bay, I think in Tampa Bay. And um, it was maybe six weeks ago or whatever. And right. now they, those two teams play again in the same spot and Tampa Bay wins in blowout fashion. I guess you can look at that by saying, hey, you know, one team knows when to play right and not – See, for for me, college football is you can't get blown out like that in college football and still play for a championship. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't get that opportunity. Alabama can lose in overtime in the game of the century and play that same team for a championship. That that's acceptable because you knew those were the two best teams in the country. But I don't think I don't want college football to be a sport where one team can get just their asses kicked at home all over the place and then uh, get to play that same team in the playoffs, and you just, you know, hey. Isn't it also also so funny that the Buccaneers win, and they were a wild card. They did not win the NFC South. The Saints did. The Buccaneers finished a game behind the Saints and got in the playoffs via wild card, and I don't diminish their Super Bowl win in any way. Them's the rules, and the Buccaneers are the highly worthy champions, but it's just sort of funny how – when a wild card wins a professional championship, there's not an outcry of they shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. That's they right. didn't even win their division. But yeah, you do so it dumb. in college football, and it, it, it apparently is some sort of uh, dis- it disgraces the very idea of gamesmanship and sportsmanship. Uh, it's a constant refrain in college football. No clue while it's not even whispered in the NFL – or even the year before in the World Series in Major League Baseball when the Washington Nationals won the World Series as a wild card. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is where you want to go for that chassis, that timing belt, that rearview mirror, that side mirror, that uh, steering wheel, steering wheel cover, fuzzy dice, whatever. Go to RockAuto.com. Check them out. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. It's the place you want to go for the discounts you need on all the parts your car will ever need. You can go get these parts at a much cheaper price than just about anywhere else. You can find them. They'll ship them right to your door, and then you can handle it yourself, or you can get your friendly local neighborhood car mechanic to handle that for you. So go to rockauto.com and be sure when they in that little box where it says, how'd you hear about us? Just just type in really quickly, locked on, and uh, we would appreciate that for uh, letting them know that, that people are listening to our podcast. We appreciate it. Rockauto.com is the place to go for all the parts your car will ever need. All right, Jimmy, um, we're going to just sort of fly by a few things here because we did a crossover podcast with uh, Locked On Auburn, Zach Blackerby. He was uh, very good, and we just talked all things kind of just state of the state. Um, and, you know, I got to say, he was uh, he was very forthcoming. 
um, he, he basically, look, when I listen to his podcast, and I do listen to Locked On Over, and I listen to it quite frequently because I think he does a great job with it. I really do. And I also am a big believe in the theory of know your enemy. And um, I will say Zach is generally pretty positive on the podcast. And I think that's a hard and fast Auburn rule. They always are positive uh, when they're talking amongst Auburn people or, or, or actually amongst people that aren't Auburn people, I should say. But it felt like he was a little bit more forthcoming with me on the crossover podcast. He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm not completely sold on everything just yet, but I'm I'm willing to just take my time. Whereas I think the more Auburn fans now have come around to Brian Harson's going to be a home run no matter what. I thought Zach did a great job of saying, you know what, I'm I'm high on him, but uh, I'm, I'm also got some trepidation. I mean, let's not pretend he was my first choice or anything, essentially. And I think that was the right position to take. So I had a lot of fun with him. It was great having him on. Well, uh, they do. And like all the locked on, I mean, every podcast I've ever listened to in the locked on network is great. When I've been a guest on the other locked on shows, I've been impressed with each and every single host, uh, really impressive what the network has put together in terms of high quality hosts with the exception of us at, uh, at every stop. <laughs> Some for some reason they they figured they needed one clown shoe show, so uh, that's us. But uh, no, uh, Zach does a great job. How about this teaser? I got a teaser for you. Ready for this? I I, I want to I got to give this a few months because I take this seriously because I want to have one official prediction and, and and sink or swim with it. I I hate people who claim to have always been right. Well, just as I predicted when they're just really making shit up as I go along. No, I like putting a ton of thought into my serious predictions and then laying them out there. And I'm either right or most often I'm wrong, but ready for this one. I've, I've been Are you going to let me answer if I'm ready for it? You're not letting me answer. Yeah. Yeah. Me? Are you ready? Ready? This is very exciting. I'm going to, I'm going to say something. You're, you're going to be blown away here. I'm ready. I'm consider. I've been mulling around what I think will happen in the college football playoff a whole 11 months from now. Like who's going to be next year in the playoff, and and to some extent, it's so predictable because it's been predictable. I mean, it really has been. I mean, you can look. We we had a good long track record now, and it makes it easier to predict. And one of the scenarios that I've been thinking through that I may go with because <laughs> it sounds like made up. Like this is the biggest Homer thing of all time. But let's say all this happens, and 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 I'm going to leave alone. I, I think Ohio State. I'll just throw this. I, I don't think Ohio State is vaunted next year in the sense I got to see a lot more before I'm a believer in Stroud at quarterback. I mean, I know he's highly regarded to an extent, but I'm not sold that Stroud is a, is a playoff undefeated quarterback. Plus, the Big Ten is fairly tough. I don't see anybody from the Pac-12 that's really, really good, except maybe Southern Cal, but but I'm not going to bet on Southern Cal making the playoff. Oklahoma is going to be really good. And I think, I mean, Oklahoma, I'm just putting them in. I might even pick Oklahoma to win the whole thing, frankly. Uh, have, you, but, have you gotten to the part that's going to blow me away yeah, yet? Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma, I'm putting in. Clemson, not sure. But I th where I waver on Clemson is this, this scenario. Clemson loses a game 
because of an increasingly tough ACC. Miami's good. North Carolina's good. Virginia Tech dangerous next year. Uh, I mean, the ACC is just a little bit tougher. And they play Georgia. So here we go. Georgia beats Clemson and finishes the SEC season undefeated, which is quite possible. But they beat Clemson. A&M beats Alabama in College Station and goes to the SEC championship game like Georgia undefeated. Alabama loses to A&M, but pretty much kicks the ass of everyone else. A&M beats Georgia in Atlanta to win the SEC and go to the playoff. Who's in? I would tell you Georgia's in. They were undefeated and, and beat Clemson. Does Alabama get in? Maybe, probably. And then it's Oklahoma, Alabama, Georgia, and Texas A&M. And the whole country would be so furious, it would be awesome. That, that would be the most awesome part of the whole thing about how mad college football fans would be all over the country. But I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I'm not putting this forth as a dream scenario, Luke. I'm saying, dude, that's pretty realistic. You know, if that were to happen, you're right about everybody being mad. Even Joe Biden's ass would be red. <laughs> um, and so I, I want to talk about that, but let me tell everybody about uh, betonline.ag really quickly. Betonline.ag, where you want to go. Look, if you want to bet on who's going to be in the playoffs next year, college football-wise, you can go to betonline.ag here pretty soon, I'm sure, and take a bet. And Jimmy just gave you his cod lock of the year for the week. That would be A&M, Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma in the college football playoff. You can lay down a big parlay on that mother if you'd like to. I do have a friend that bet uh, on Gronkowski catching a touchdown, and he won a pretty penny uh, yesterday. So very cool for the Super Bowl outcome for him there. All this done at betonline.ag. So easy to sign up. So easy to pay. So easy to get paid. BetOnline.ag, football may be over, but they got basketball galore. They got soccer. They got golf. They got hockey. Whatever you want, they'll have it at BetOnline.ag. You can bet on reality television at BetOnline.ag. Jimmy, I can feel him signing up right now for BetOnline.ag because he's a Real Housewives fan. So go to BetOnline.ag and get that money in there and start counting the cash you make. BetOnline. .ag. Jimmy, I want to go back to your uh, playoff scenario there. And um, first of all, uh, your take on Clemson and the schedule is is good in a sense. If, if Clemson lose, here's the thing. Clemson can lose to Georgia. They can lose to nobody else. Correct. Because I, I, I say the, they do. No, no, no. You say they do. And I'm saying, listen to their schedule. South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, NC State, Boston College, Syracuse, Pitt, Florida State, Louisville, UConn, Wake Forest, and South Kakalaki. Now, could they lose in the ACC championship game? I mean, yes. I guess, but I'm not going to predict that. I, I, my point is Clemson's the most cottest of locks when it comes to the college football playoff because I don't think they can lose a game. We're, I mean, they can lose to Georgia. They can lose to Georgia and get in. I agree 100% they can lose to Georgia and still get in. They, but, but they're forced to run the table. And I do think 
you know, I think DJ is a heck of a player and, and a heck of a prospect. So it's not like they have a problem at quarterback. And I'm pretty sure they're going to replace Travis Etienne pretty easily. Uh, and I like what they return on defense. And they're probably going to be a little bit hungrier than they've been in the past. But uh, I don't know. It's just something about them losing with Trevor in that semifinal. And, you know, North Carolina's going to be very good. Uh, I mean, I think North Carolina's going to be good. good. Miami could get in that champ. I mean, I, I I can see Clemson losing twice, and, and, and as of now, I think I'm going to predict it. But I'm with you. I mean, I agree that when you're picking a playoff field, you need to start with Clemson and Alabama. You need to start there. I, I'm going to say all summer that Alabama is going to lose that A&M game. I'm also going to say that it won't stop Alabama from getting in. I, I think Alabama can still get in the playoff even without even with a&M playing in Atlanta and Alabama being at home, uh, you just got to be really impressive in the other 11. Here's my thing. A&M, I think they're going to do a 1988-1989 Tennessee thing where they're, they lose to Alabama in 88, Tennessee does, and then they don't lose again until 89 when Alabama beats them again. I think that's what A&M is about to do. And that prediction <laughs> – that prediction's not so nope. not so bold because they've already gone through the yep. rest of uh, 2020, and here's what they open up with in 2021. They have Kent State at Colorado, New Mexico, Arkansas, and then Mississippi State. So it's not like they're facing murderers row coming into uh, the Alabama game next year, but I believe they will be undefeated. I believe that place will be in a fever pitch and resemble – somewhat of a military human centipede type thing because we know how weird they get in Kyle Field. Um, they really do. Uh, but uh, and, yeah. and, hey, Alabama, you know, I know our fans that listen to the show, they get mad or they don't like it when I pick. I'm not picking against Alabama. Like I'm rooting for A&M to win. Of course I'm not doing that. I'm just, I know what you mean. And, and I'm not also saying that Texas A&M is going to put a team on the field next year that Alabama is incapable of beating. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying this. How many in a row do you guys think we're going to win? Exactly. I mean, how many in a row? It's just like the, the Missouri loss to an extent on Saturday. And by that, I mean, I know we're disappointed, and I was disappointed, and I was hoping that furious comeback would be great. But, but we, did you guys really think we were going to go 18-0, and 0, that we were that good? Do you know how few SEC teams in history – have finished the regular season unbeaten. Not many, and that's back before they were playing a whole 18 games. And Jimmy, So you're just going to lose eventually. And, Jimmy, here's the thing. If Alabama loses that game, and I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I could easily see Alabama losing that game. I, I'm going to go ahead and make the bold prediction. That's going to be the game CBS picks for a night game. Exactly. I mean, if, I were, if I were them, I would. Exactly. I mean, that I would would be- Although, uh, I guess Clemson – Georgia Clemson is at a neutral site. It's a neutral site, and it's the first game. Yeah, I can't so, see CBS blowing prime time on week one, but I also don't know that's a CBS game. It, it, it would depend. Yeah, I don't know who the home team is. That could be ABC, or that could be ABC. You ESPN, know, whatever. Right. I'm with you. I think Alabama A&M will be the 7 p.m. CBS game. One more reason that that A&M crowd and team is going to be just juiced up. And again, I, I'm I'm calling it more of an inevitability. I mean, I know, I guess there's these Alabama fans out there like we'll never lose again. But I mean, come on, we're gonna lose at some point. So I always look at, okay, what's the most likely loss? Right. 
And and okay. here's the thing: look at A and M the rest of their schedule. If we do lose that game, we're not going to represent the West. I mean, their rest of their besides us, their schedule is for the most part a cakewalk. Yes, they have to go to LSU at the end of the year. Let's pretend they lose that game. Even if Still they lose that game, they have to lose another one. They're not losing to Auburn at home next year. I know no. Auburn's beating them at home every time. I get that. Yeah. I mean, Jack Blackerby brought that up very astutely. I agree with him. But I think next year is going to be a different animal. A&M's yeah. got a bunch of dogs now. They got some dudes on defense, on that defensive line. It was They're, the best defense in the SEC, and they returned eight or nine guys. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm telling you, they're going to be a problem next year. I also was on um, Locked On College Football with Candace Cooper this morning. And I think she was a little surprised um, because I actually said, I I mean, look, I, I'm with you. I could see Texas A&M win that game, but I said that next year it probably will be Alabama-Georgia in the SEC title game, and it wouldn't shock me if both of them were undefeated. And she was like, really? And I said, Candace, I, I know. I hear all these people say Georgia 1980, ha, ha, ha. Georgia's got some dogs literally next year. Not D-A-W-G-S's, D-O-G-S's. Like, they got some dudes. They got some freakazoids, and they've got a quarterback coming back. Um, okay, I, I don't believe that he's the Heisman frontrunner like some Georgia fans say. I understand that, but he's pretty damn good. And mm-hmm. um, they got George Pickens, who will be the best receiver in the conference next year. All respect due to John Mechie. I love me some John Mechie, but I, I feel – I agree. Quite confident George Pickens will be the number one receiver in the conference next year. So my point is, see, I, I just feel like A&M is going to be able to make a move. But if not, that Alabama-Georgia SEC title game is going to be a thing because I don't see anybody other than A&M beating Alabama, and I don't see anybody other than Alabama beating A&M. That's exactly what I, I feel about it. And, again, I'm, I'm just now starting to give it a lot of thought. Let's see what happens with rosters and spring practice and summer injuries. And there's so much, you know, where I'm not settling on any prediction right now. I'm just talking about things I'm contemplating. And, and I'm, I'm, con- I'm, contem- <laughs> I'm contemplating picking A&M to win the national championship. I'm contemplating picking Georgia to win the national championship. I certainly feel like Oklahoma – uh, could win it behind the guy that I think is going to win the Heisman Trophy and Spencer Rattler. Um, Clemson, Ohio State, te- teams that you normally pick to get in there, uh, they're going to be really good. They're they're going to be a thing for sure. Not quite as sold on them myself as I normally am. But <laughs> anyone that wants to say, hey, Clemson, Ohio State will be in the playoff, I'm not, I don't disagree. I mean, <laughs> heck yeah, they could be there. I mean, those are two teams you sort of pencil in, but uh, and they play a bunch of soup cans for the most part. Ohio State does play Oregon, but they welcome them at home, and Clemson does play Georgia. I get that, uh, but you know, here's the thing: Georgia's schedule is a cakewalk outside of. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big believer in Florida next year. Are you? I mean, I, I, I mean, Florida, Florida be, they'll be good. I mean, they'll be good, but. Uh, I mean, we I can't think, even get those guys to put a mask on. You think they're going to beat us next year? <laughs> no, I was, oh, I'm saying, I, I was talking more about Florida versus Georgia. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of who's going to win the East, to me, to me, Florida is the second best team in the East. But but I say nine and three sort of as a ceiling. You know, like I think they're more likely eight and four than ten and two. But I'm going to settle on nine and three. I think. I, I mean, can Emory Jones throw the ball? Do we know this? Dude, can he throw a forward pass? Uh, 
you know, being second in the East next year is kind of like being the second best karate kid in Kramer's dojo off Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, you got, Georgia is Kramer and the rest of them were a bunch of third graders. Yeah. It, the East doesn't look competitive to me next year just because I, I see Florida taking a fairly big step back while Georgia's taking a step forward. And, uh, you know, Missouri, Kentucky, competitive teams. Yeah, but they're they're seven and five, right? I mean, seven and five-ish. Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee's obviously totally rebuilding. South Carolina's rebuilding. Vanderbilt's a mess. Tennessee uh, may be rebuilding literally. Like, <laughs> they have to, like I'm talking about bricks and mortar and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a rebuild. So, so the East is, is a, so Georgia just walks through and they're good. Alabama's really good. A&M's really good. I don't see anybody else in the West. And I, I do think pe- people that have written off LSU are crazy. I, I think LSU will be a, a very competitive team next fall. It won't look like this year. Uh, Auburn is, is to me, uh, eight and four typish team, if that. And of course, Arkansas, Miss and Mississippi State all have their strengths, but they also have their weaknesses. I, None of those would be contending teams. I would say Ole Miss might be a little dangerous because they'll have their weeks where they score a lot. Um, and Matt Corral, I'm a believer in Matt Corral. But uh, I just see Alabama, Georgia, and A&M, all three, as very serious national championship contenders. Yeah, I'm with you. I think LSU is going to be a little undersold. I think that they're going to settle down somewhat. I think Coach O is going to start chasing women half his age, not a third his age. And uh, that'll things slow him down. Get... <laughs> that'll, that'll slow him down. That'll slow him down. All right. That's going to do it for this episode, buddy. We will be back tomorrow. That was fun stuff. That was yeah. fun. I like, I, I like going off the rails. That We went off the rails and gave the people what they wanted, which is a bunch of stupidly early dumb predictions. Every, everybody loves predictions for next season eight months in advance. I mean, what could go wrong? When we say in advance, y'all shouldn't pay any attention to this, but here we go. We might change uh, our predictions tomorrow, so it doesn't make now, sense. I gave that a lot of thought. Like I said in my head, I'm like, how do I get Alabama, Georgia, and the A&M in the playoff? Well, it starts with Georgia beating Clemson, and then they each have to kind of beat each other. One can finish undefeated. Let's make A&M undefeated because they get Alabama at home, and then they beat Georgia. So then Georgia just has the one loss but a win over Clemson. Alabama has the one loss, but it's on the road at the number one team. Because assuming this scenario, A&M finishes number one. That's right. So if Alabama's only loss is a competitive game on the road to number one and they've beat the shit out of everybody else, Alabama's got a good case. Um, Particularly if Clemson has that second loss and the Big Ten uh, and Pac-12 champions have losses. Now, I got Oklahoma getting it. I I think Oklahoma might be able to beat the Buccaneers next year. Oklahoma was playing as good as anyone down the stretch and returns basically the whole football team. They do always wet the bed somewhere, though, Jimmy. They always they, wet. Oh, they'll the they'll lose to a total head scratcher. That's true. Uh, that's true. But uh, I think next year could be a little different. You know, it's overdue. I was looking at a boy. We're trying to end the show, but the teams in the past ten years with the most wins who haven't won a national championship: Oklahoma and Georgia. So the, the, those so those two teams are are just totally due. You know. Yeah. So are the Washington Generals, but uh, all right, buddy. That's going to do it. It's a roll tide. Roll tide.